Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 64, June 17th, 2023. So glad you could make it. This has been uh, another crazy week of kind of scrambling to uh, put the podcast together. Uh, still reading AP government argumentative essays. I am pushing 1,600 of those things. I've been reading pretty much consecutively about 10-hour days for the last two weeks, which is cool. Uh, I'll get paid for it, but... Uh, I'm ready for it to be done, but I really want to continue until it's all done. Uh, That's a pretty cool feeling. Next week, I have training all day on Zoom for a new AP course that I'm teaching next semester or yeah, next year uh, called AP Seminar, just kind of a research-based writing presentation class. Should be some good college skills for those kids, but um, definitely been working this month as supposed to be the first month of summer, but that's all good. Um, so that teacher life been doing a little mayor stuff as well. I'll talk about, talk about that in just a bit. So anyway, we'll see how this goes. I thought about just, uh, starting it up and then, you know, leaving a couple moments, maybe minutes of silence. How long, would it take you to think that maybe the podcast was having technical difficulties? Are you okay with the silence? Could you just sit in the silence if we were to just leave it that way? Um, Silence has never been a thing that bothers me. I enjoy it. Um, I do listen to music a lot, but I, a lot of times I don't, you know, like if I'm sitting at the river, it's, it's always weird to me how people will be listening to music at the river or at the, at the beach or something like that when those sounds are the most soothing, but whatever people probably think I'm weird. I am. Um, so, uh, uh, anyway, six months or less, that's a thing, you know, that's a thing. And uh, it's interesting because uh, as those types of thoughts come into play, um, it, it was it, it showed up in my my daily reading. Um, Your true home is is something I read every morning as I start to sip my green tea. I've been going double green tea this week. I realized I have just a lot of extra green tea compared to ginger tea, so I've been going two green tea bags and one ginger bag. I've been kicking the MCT oil in there as well, although I don't know how much longer I'm going to continue to do that. I'm not really keto. Um, but but anyway, I read the, the Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, One True Home, and it's just a little, a little nugget of um, wisdom from the late Thich Nhat Hanh. And shortly after having thought about six months or less, that was what his entry for today was or the day was and you know the the point being what if what if you heard the news six months or less and 
how would that affect your mindfulness? How would that affect your ability to live and enjoy the now and all this kind of thing? And because in reality, we all have six months or less or 10 years or 50 years or whatever, you know, like it's a real thing. But, but as I have contemplated that limitation of time, that finite um, or definite uh, experience that we, we all face, um, you know, one of the things I've, I've thought about is, is making the days easier and brighter for, for other people. I think that's a, a very important thing, no matter what stage of life that you're in, that finding ways that you can, that you can make days easier. I think it's Martin Luther. I think it's him, you know, that says it, what if this was your last day, what would you do? And he says he would plant a tree. And I think that's an important concept. I think that's a, a, a great outlook, obviously, um, that there are things that <clears throat> go beyond us that live beyond us that we live beyond us maybe yeah you know, I, don't, I don't know but but this idea of fighting you know fighting for each day clawing sometimes sometimes it comes easy and sometimes it doesn't and so sometimes i think it's worth putting up a fight to claim you know to to win the day i guess it's probably a cheap football coach type analogy but you know as far as it goes Ram Das, I think, or maybe Ram was, is it, is it Ram? I don't know. Uh, was quoting Alan Watts, perhaps, and just just talking about the idea that, you know, a lot of spirituality tends to to seek out the formless, but that in, 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 in all things form, you know, is God as well. Like, this body is, I, I find God there, I find you know, the mystical life there. I find it in being a citizen in this mixed up society that we got going on now, at least nationally, you know, at least the, the, the messages that get filtered down through and, and dropped onto Facebook. It's just some wild stuff that gets put out there, you know, and, you know, I, I'm the, the, my role is as a teacher or as a consumer, you know, as a, as a planter and, and, you know, carer of planting new sunflowers and dealing with the fact that maybe the rabbits are eating the leaves and what smells smell good, like all of those types of things, grading essays and yeah, you get it. You know, the things that I can touch, all of that stuff is there too. And, and so the form and the formless anyway, that's what you get for reading Ram Dass and get all in the weeds good stuff though but but fighting for each day and look for me it really has come down to these two things and I, I haven't really fleshed them out yet part of the podcast today is to help me figure these two things out because what I want to do in terms of fighting for each day is is kind of two-sided and and the one side is letting go of all the things and the other thing is is reaching it out and grabbing you know the things and so I haven't fully made a list. I haven't, haven't done the chart, the flow chart or anything like that, but I, I jotted down a few things this week that when I fight for each day, one of the things I want to do is, is begin to let go 
of all the things because the reality is is that it isn't yesterday. This isn't yesterday. Um, I'm, I have this poem. I wasn't planning to do this, but it's it's right there by by Emerson. You know, write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year. He is rich who owns the day, and no one owns the day who allows it to be invaded with fret and anxiety. Finish every day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities, no doubt, crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. Begin it well and serenely, with too high a spirit to be cumbered with your old nonsense. This new day is too dear with its hopes and invitations to waste a moment on the yesterdays. It's not yesterday. You know, if you've watched Parks and Rec, you know, one of my favorite characters is the bluish uh, person. I, forget, I, I meant to look her name up, but she ends the party by saying, this party no longer is, it was. But this isn't yesterday. And so one of the things that, that I need to let go of is, is yesterday. Reflection is good. Reflection is a, is a real thing. And so I don't mean like to completely put the past out of mind. You know, reflection is good. It, it, it's certainly one of the things that the rope can be good for, the rope of, of reflection, although that isn't this week's. Maybe that'll be one for next week. I mean, I'm a history guy. Like I, I love to study the things in the past. I love to consider what others have done, how all these patterns shape, because it does help to create understanding. And that's what reflection is grand for. It helps to create understanding for now to, to help me find compassion for, for me and, and for others. But some things to let go of is for me, the fault that I find in myself. I've messed up a bunch, you know, as the, as the old saying goes, I am a sinner. I've messed up a bunch. I've, I've had bad intentions, you know, I've, I've done things that, that have hurt other people. I've said things that have hurt other people. I've thought things that would hurt other people and probably do in the grand scheme of things. I got a bunch of faults. I had a bunch of things in 45 years. But that was yesterday. And I want to reflect and I want to learn, but I don't want to beat myself up because I am flawed as though you aren't. <laughs> as though if you knew that I was, then what would you think? I want to let go of the pain that I hold on to. Sometimes I, I don't know, maybe it's almost like a security blanket for me. I don't know what that means. I just said that. I don't know what it is, but I do hold on to it. There are things that happened to me through the years. One in particular, five or six years ago, that's just been really, really tough. That still impacts me. That still churns my guts when I am confronted by it. When I see people rolling the blue chairs as I'm working out in the Y. It man. But come on, man, this isn't yesterday. This isn't yesterday. The desire that I have to make others see me in the best possible light. I need to let let go of that. I want to do the best I can. I want to do the best I can. 
most of the time I do, or at least some of the time I do the best that I can. And on the days that I don't, man, I regret it. I'm sorry. I repent. It's That's the best that I can do. It's to, it's to start again. And as long as I'm doing that, then I hope that you see me in a good light. <clears throat> but if you don't, then I need to let that go. I need to let the regret go that I have for people that I've hurt. Again, <clears throat> I like to reflect on it. I don't want to do it again. I want to let go of the notion that I am immortal <laughs> and that my mortality is a big letdown, a big letdown for you, that, that it's my fault. You know, I need to let that go. Death, I suspect, is far luckier than we imagine. I didn't make that up. That's Walt Whitman. And, you know, some of us have good imaginations. And to consider that, it may be far luckier. But it's not just about letting things go. It's also about things to go out and reach after, to pursue. To grab onto with both hands and not let go. Live music is one of those things for me. It costs money. You know? I need to get some more local live music, but I love going to fish shows. I need to get back to see widespread panic. It's been too long. I need to go see my, my guys before. Uh, I mean, they're getting older too. More things to pursue. Walking barefoot in the clovers in my yard as I get perspective from different areas of the yard. I want to do that more. I do it pretty often. Letting the people who are dear to me know that they are. Reading good stuff. My dad gave me this. Oh man, where did I put it? It's right here. Excuse me, it's going to make some noises. Here we go. The noises of the nook. Oh, that's a good band name. Or maybe a chapter in my book, Noises in the Nook, track two. I'll tell you track one in a bit. This is by mm, Chris Highland. I don't know. This is the Shelby Star, I guess. Yep. My dad still gets the paper, reads it every day. It's one of the things that he enjoys. Um, and he kept this. Uh, or he kept this for me. He kept this paper for me, and it's about... Elohim, the all-powerful, and he gave it to me. He's like, not exactly fundamentalist, you know. Man, I'm so glad that he has fed me that type of stuff. I wouldn't know about Thich Nhat Hanh if it wasn't for him. Or let me put it this way. I've known about Thich Nhat Hanh for half my life because of him. He has taught me how to read good stuff. And you know what? Um... I just got to sit with him yesterday and uh, we watched a whole bunch of Hawaii five over the new one. And uh, we just sat there. We never, neither of us are ones that like to sit and just talk about stuff just to be talking. Some people are like that. A lot of people are like that. I'm not Papa isn't. So we just sat there and we watched Hawaii five over and laughed sometimes. And that was that. We mentioned a few things here and there. 
one of the things I want to continue to pursue is, is doing this podcast. I had a fleeting thought that maybe I'll just skip this week. I've been reading. I've been doing all this kind of stuff. Like, But no, I can't do that. This is my time. Cleaning. I love it. I spent all the last couple of days, the rest of the family was at the beach, cleaning and organizing and opening up cabinet space. And man, it's just when things are in the right place or even just moving them around, it's good for my soul. I used to get paid to do it. Yeah, My rates have gone up, so don't ask. Unless you're willing to pay. Being excellent as a teacher and a mayor, that's something that I want to continue to pursue. I'm going to have a bunch of different classes this time coming up, and I'm already excited about it. I told you about the training next week. I think I'm going to get to teach world history, which is freshman. I haven't had freshmen in a long time, but as I've been walking at the river the last few days, I've thought about the opening you know, the opening week and how I'm going to try to hook those 15-year-olds, 14 and 15-year-olds. They're a different breed, man. That's for sure. So, uh, been thinking about been thinking about that, and being excellent as mayor, I I do a good job. Um, it's it's some some wild stuff coming up this week. I've told you about the Charger flags. I've pretty much got that in order now. I just got to try to find a couple people to give me some money for it to help me pay for it. And I think that that's going to be pretty easy to accomplish. A lot of people have already said that they would be, would be willing. And I got a good quote on them. If you want one, uh, they're about 55 or 60 bucks with um, tax, taxes and shipping and all that kind of stuff, delivery fees, such. So uh, if you do, let me know. I'll be glad to put one in for you for the, for the order if you're around. You want a personal one for your house? I'm gonna get me one. Um, and and man, we we had this wild, I mean, just wild meeting yesterday with a big time developer. I mean, a big time developer coming and saying, "Hey, you guys are sitting on a gold mine in your town, and I want to build some houses, and I want to build some senior living centers, and maybe even like." a three hole golf course and you know, some <laughs> whatever. And it's, it would definitely change the nature of the town over time. Not, not overly dramatically, but it would, it would definitely bring a, a new population in. And that was wild. It was wild just sitting there hearing that. That was the first type of meeting that I've had with that. But that's the, those are the decisions that I, I love. Um, weighing on and being in the room to make. We're, we're planning out our, our future land use. Anyway, you don't want to hear about all that, but you, you should. It's local government. It's the best. Things to pursue is what I'm talking about. Physical health. I've been doing a good job averaging almost 10,000 steps. Uh, we're doing the thing with the town. So for the 15 days, I had 146,088 steps. So not quite at 10,000 a day. But back to the push-ups and curls, and I gotta quit skipping leg day. I know, I know. I need to, I need to get that going. Doing my toenails painted right now, orange, mostly, and blue on one toe, and uh, makes me glad. I need to paint my toes more often. That's the thing I should add on here, and then not scrunch my toes up when I'm talking to people who I think might judge me in some way if if I got my toes painted. How about that? Put that on the list. 
I also need to keep searching for the perfect graphic tank top. Right, graphic, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. I, I found a pretty cool Grateful Dead one. Anyway. And, and, and you know what? We have too many forks. And so I'm going to pursue, I'm really going to pursue pairing those down. I, I don't know really what uh, imposter syndrome is. That's one of those, that's one of those things, you know, like you, 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 if you pay attention or I do, when I pay attention on Instagram, like there's an Instagram psychology, you know, the Enneagram got really big there for a while. And then it was all about, you know, um, what is it? You know, the thing that I have trauma. And again, I'm not discounting any of that stuff. I'm just saying like it becomes really popular and it becomes a thing. And so more and more now I see things like um, imposter syndrome. And I actually watched a thing yesterday that said it wasn't a thing and that it was just designed to keep women in their place. And so for the person that said that maybe I was coming through imposter syndrome, I don't really know what that means. Maybe they're trying to keep me in my place. Either way, I've looked it up. I've heard I maybe have it. I've read a, a bit here and there, and I suppose, like many things, some of the symptoms fit the bill. Either way, it's caused me to think, you know. And and on the way to the beach, Sydney and I were riding down. We were listening to a country mix, and uh, George Strait's "If I Know Me" came on, and oh man, like it just took me back, and I was wailing it, you know. If I know me, I'll turn this car around, you know that kind of thing. Oh man, I was singing it so loud. But it, it's kind of if I know you, if I know me, kind of the thing. And I've thought about the fact that I do know you. I know you. I know you, Church of Six. I know the 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 part of you that is the wanderer, you know, that wants to seek out all the things in life, that wants to find something new that gets restless. I know that about you. I know that you're a seeker. You know that you love good things and good music and good people and deep connections that you're a loyal guy you know i know that you are creative and i know that you would do anything for the people around you i know that you will you know sit and watch and see what needs to be done and then step in and make sure that it gets done that you worry yourself to make sure that everybody else is taken care of, even to the to a fault, you know. Which I mean, come on, it's hard to say that's a fault, even though I understand you're so consumed with helping out other people. I know that you are so creative and intuitive, and just um, with such depth. I know how you love your kids and how you, man, are just looking for what is true and good and beautiful. How you love a good uh, sparkly water you know, or some wings at Moochie's. Man. That's a bunch of different people that I'm talking about. I know how you love to read good stuff. I know how you love to to take after your boy. I know how you, I know you, I know you. And I don't know all the things about you. I don't know all the secrets. 
I don't know all the inner things. I don't know the flaws and the faults that you're able to keep hidden. I don't know all those things, but I still know who you are and I still love you for it. I shouldn't even say still. I love you for it because of those things, like because it makes you a round person. And so if I know me, yeah, okay. I trust that you see me that way too. And that's the thing that I got to do. Kind of random maybe, but one of the things I've been thinking about was different passages of, of the scripture, um, of the Bible and, you know, things that ones that make me think about, about my dad. And the one that popped into my mind almost right away is Luke 18. And uh, the parable is of of the one person who's who's out there, you know, praying out loud, making sure everyone knows that that he's praying, saying all the things about how he's the one that's got it figured out and how all you other schmucks don't. Can I say schmuck? Um, you know, I'm so glad I'm not like them. The sinners. And thank you, God, for being on my side. And then there's this other person who knows that they are flawed. And they're over there just beating their chest, praying for mercy. Out of the limelight. Not seeking attention. Not doing it for anybody else to see. Over to the side. And that's the person that Jesus highlights. That's my dad. Yeah. You you can see all around us the first person. We want to make sure that you know that we are praying. All the while my dad's over here praying all the time. Praying continually with thanksgiving. Being sincere. Yeah, loving what is good, not keeping a record of wrongs. Is he flawed? <laughs> okay. Aren't we? I don't know. It's a good one to read. Luke 18. You should also look up George Strait and sing that one, man. If I know me, ooh, I might do that right now. This has been a Church of Six production. Brought to you by The Bucket of Life. The Wall of Belief, The Magic Rock times two, The Token of Hope, The Foundation Tower of Stone, and The Rope of Resilience. I've already used Resilience. I'm not keeping track. Trying to come up with a new R each time. We'll see how long it can go. Maybe I've already repeated. Maybe I already did Resilience. Where are my fact checkers? Nothing divine is desperate. May all your circumstances serve to awaken compassion. And as you go, teach peace. And don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Peace, my friends.